It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, it's, I'm interviewing Paulie Malignaggi, uh, who recently sparred with McGregor, uh, left McGregor's camp. Uh, will tell us all about that and other things that are coming up. Um, I want to thank our sponsor. Listen, people, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Trust me on this one. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I, I go shopping all the time, and it's just you got to go park, you got to get out, you got to wait for the girl, you got to go to the food court. Forget that, okay? Forget that. This make they make shopping fun and easy and quick, and they have the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. And some of you guys smell. I, I don't, I don't want to know. You know, you know who you are, okay? They'll take care of that. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They'll still refund you, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going to workout, going on dates, everyday life. Just go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code MMA. Also, Blue Apron, guys, listen. I have been eating Blue Apron food, and uh, we've been cooking Blue Apron, and it has changed my life. I feel so much better about my life. I feel healthier. I'm telling you, the ingredients were delicious. It tasted. It, it, it feels good to cook. You actually feel like you're actually making something and not just going out to fast food. Look, Blue Apron is uh, it's affordable. Uh, it's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe, to survey, uh, recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a much more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. Listen, cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Uh, their upcoming meals are basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella, uh, whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprice salad, uh, soda shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach and orzo pasta, as well as uh, miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes. Meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese and charmed tomatoes. Listen, people, it's affordable. For less than $10 per meal per person, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. They got a variety. They're flexible. It's easy. It's guaranteed. So listen, check out this week's menu and go to get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and be able to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. 
That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, right now we are calling Pauly Malignaggi. Uh, <laughs> yes, my, my dog is very excited about that. Uh, Miles, be quiet. No, no, no barking. This is a big interview. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> Miles, shut up. All right, so we are calling him right now. Let me see what we got. His phone number. Very excited about this. Uh, big Malignaggi fan. Uh, I'll just say everybody knows what the hell is going on right now with... Uh, you know, with everything. And I think this is going to be good. And boom, 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 boom. Eight, two, four. Okay, so right now we are calling Pauly Malignaggi. Very excited about this. This should be good. Here we go. Boom. All right. All right, boom. Drinking my Camara coffee. Getting ready for this interview. Mailbox is full. I oh. cannot accept any messages at this time. Oh, man. Goodbye. We got to call him again. All right. So let's try this again. Boom. Okay. There we go. We're calling him again. First time didn't work. Hey, just, you know, it's like anything else. The first time you don't succeed, uh, try, try again. I'll text him. I will let him know. That we are calling. This is gonna be good. I'm very excited about this. Big Pauly Mal- Hey, Pauly Malignaggi. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, on. You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It is an honor to have you on the show. My pleasure, man. How you guys doing? Uh, it's just me. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm actually. I don't know if you know this. I'm actually from Long Island. Uh, I grew up in Oceanside, so I've been a fan of yours. Oh, you know, uh, oh, coming oh, up, and then I'm a place in Island Park. Oh, nice. It's so funny. And then I uh, we used to work in uh, Brooklyn Poly Prep. I, I was the wrestling coach at Poly Prep. So, uh, okay. I oh, was, yeah. Okay. Poly Prep. Yeah. By Baker Park. Yeah. yeah, exactly, man. Cool. So, oh, so we have a lot in common. A lot in common. So, how are you doing, man? How, how have your last couple of days been? It's been a little hectic, but it's been good, you know. Um, I'm chilling, just chilling out there getting some lunch. But, I mean, you know, we've been discussing uh, the happenings that are going on. You know, I think once a week. Team McGregor and Dan White release a video or they release some footage or they release a picture or whatnot and the storm starts all over again, you know? Yeah, I mean... I think the- it's cute. I, think it's, I guess I have to describe it as cute and adorable that they're trying so hard to to make it look like they uh, have a chance in this way. You know, the way I look at it, it's funny, you know, just go, train, go train hard and stop worrying about the, the way the pictures look against me or the way the videos look against me, you know? You can doctor and edit things the way, all the way you want to, but... On, uh, on fight night, you're going to have to do the thing the right way because you can't edit fight night, especially live. Now, are you giving Connor a chance at all against Floyd? Um, you know what it is with, with Connor? If you look, if you match him skill for skill, he's got no shot. You know, uh, the, the, the here's where Connor has a, a slight advantage. Connor has the intensity of a youth, you know, uh, and that and that intensity 
uh, he brings it full throttle. You know, uh, he brings an intensity. He's uh, he can get very dirty in there. I mean, I think that he think I think the problem he has with his dirty tactics they're not very subtle. So yeah, I think he's gonna have honesty between us. I think he's gonna have some problems with the referee. Even the last sparring session we had, you know, he had a referee that was refereeing every sparring session like it was a real fight. He took two points from him for uh, rabbit punching anything behind the head. So, you know, he, he's not very subtle with the dirty stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dirty fighters, mm-hmm. but you got to know how to do it subtle. Uh, I think his intensity is great. I think if he can channel it the right way, he might, uh, he might be able to give himself a little bit of, su- of success because, you know, you're not going to be able to match the skill set of, of Floyd Mayweather. Uh, even established boxers haven't even been able to do that. But, like, even in that... In that- you know, 30 second clip we saw, or 20 second, when he landed, a, you know, landed a couple, you know, big shots on you. Do you think those would have taken Floyd out? Uh, no. Uh, I, he, he, the problem Connor has is he, he's got to learn how to throw the punches the right way. He doesn't turn them over half the time. He's smacking with them. Um, he's lifting his back leg almost every time. Uh, the back leg is where you're driving the weight from the front leg from the back leg to the front leg. That's, where that, that's the driving force that gives you the power. If you take it off the ground, especially at the point of impact, if it's off the ground, there's nothing on it. You know what I'm saying? So. So, you know, he, he hit, don't get me wrong, he's a grown man, so he's not going to hit like a little girl. But at the same time, uh, it would be better if he could maximize the power that he does have uh, and by doing things the right way. I, I've, I've criticized his team because I, I really felt they were just a bunch of yes-men. Nobody's really correcting anything he's doing. He's just telling me he's doing great for everything he's doing. So, you know, you talk to him, he thinks he's having a great training camp. You talk to him, he thinks he's doing great, you know. Uh, I think from a tactical standpoint, um, I don't think he's great, good at all. But from an intensity standpoint, I think he's very interesting. And uh, I think that's where he can have a... That's where you look for him to have some success is the intensity that he can bring if he can bring it within the rules of fighting. Right. Now, that first session, you know, it, it seemed like, I mean, it looked like you weren't obviously in your best shape. When was the last time you had sparred before that? Uh, I sparred within two weeks before that. Uh, we did uh, we did eight rounds. Um, in reality, that the added clip is, is uh, it's part of what makes Connor adorable. He's trying so hard to make it look like he belongs. If you're really trying to make it look like you belong, you have 36 minutes, my little buddy. You know, you find 30 seconds running concurrently without any edit. Find 30 seconds running concurrently where you dominate for those 30 seconds. Concurrently. Not, not take a little five-second clip from here and an eight-second clip from there and a ten-second clip from another round. Find me 30 seconds concurrently because you're saying you dominated all 36 minutes. So if you dominated all 36 minutes, find me 30 seconds running concurrently where you dominated that action running concurrently. Uh, that's that's what makes him adorable. I want to give him a little hug and say, buddy, it's going to be all right. Stop trying so hard to convince everybody that you're going to win. Just go out there, fight night, and get it done. That's what you got to do. That's all. That's the important thing. You know, go out there, fight night, prepare the right way, and we'll get it done. You guys hear anything out of Floyd Mayweather's training camp? I don't. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of the norm with Floyd Mayweather. So I think at day's end, uh, Connor has to start focusing on getting the job done inside the gym and getting the job done on fight night. And stop trying to convince all the people that give him no shot because at the end of the day, those, none of those opinions matter on fight night whether they think he's going to do good or not. Now, uh, now, you, now, you had said, obviously, you made, you made that video that you can beat him with one hand behind your back and that, you know, ankle, ankle weights. So when you, when you first sparred with him, were you, were you impressed by him? I mean, were you, were you, like, expecting him to be a lot worse than he actually was? Um, nothing in Conor McGregor's skill set is impressive. But what's impressive is the intensity because his intensity derives from his self-belief. And he brings a little bit of intense... Uh, 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 I wouldn't say pace, but I just I, I don't know what to call it. Because he doesn't have a really intense pace. There's just an intensity about him. You know, there's talking. Um, he's throwing with man, with mean intent. He's throwing shots with mean intentions. What, no matter how hard he hits, you know, I, you know, I think his power is a little bit overrated. But it's also not, you know, like I said, it's also not soft. You know, uh, I, he, there's just an intensity about him. You know, and I think that's where it's good. It's just like I said, the, the video made themselves shoot themselves in the foot because the video. You have your best highlights, so to speak, 
and all you're doing is fouling in those highlights. You're pushing behind the head. You're you're rabbit punching. You're you're shoving. I mean, it, you're, you've let the cat out of the bag now, which which you should have kept to yourself. And then on fight night, made the referee have a have some decisions to make because you would have been shocked by all this. And sometimes the referee can be intimidated by the big moment and be shocked and not give warnings when he's supposed to. But now that going in, you've let the world know the only thing you do is foul. Now the referee's going to come in already expecting this, and he's going to be uh, he's going to be right on top of you, you know. So so by them releasing that video, all they do is shoot themselves in the foot. Even Dana White, Dana White himself, the idiot Dana White himself, did an interview yesterday and mentioned that Connor had two points removed in that sparring session. I mean, how stupid can you be? You know what I mean? You're basically now alerting the Nevada Commission that this guy's dirty, and the referee has to be on top of him. Right now, the knockdown. It seems like a lot of people are, you know torn on that um it, it's like because like you said in the thing that you were putting pressure you, you you were beating him up in the round and then out of frustration he kind of pushed you down but the way obviously the way that the, that the videos made it look it didn't look like that do you still stand by that well we were well, well we were uh, yeah i still stand by that i was talking to him right before the video starts you know what i'm saying uh he, he shoots the left hand right right before the left hand was, was thrown i had been talking to him you know what i'm saying i had been saying stuff so um at, at day's end the, the, the push down comes from there, but it's why edit? You know, you have a referee that you hired yourself to referee in, in, in the manner of a fight. Why edit it? Why don't you let the video play out so the referee can say no knockdown? You know what I'm saying? Because if the referee had seen a knockdown, he would have treated it as a real fight, like he did when he was with the fouls and when he took points away from Connor, he would have treated it just like a real fight in that particular situation, and he would have started counting me. And best believe, if there was a count, they would not have edited that part. Trust me, they would not have edited that part. So, you know, you, you can play all the camera tricks you want, and that's why I say this guy this guy's so cute. Like, I wanna give him a hug. I wanna tell him it's gonna be all right, buddy. Don't 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 be so hard on yourself. Don't worry about the non believers. You just gotta go out there and do it, you know? He's worrying so much about who, who who's laughing at him. You know, then don't do public workouts. Don't do media workouts where you don't even know how to shadow box. And then you then of course they're gonna laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? Don't do stuff to put yourself in a position to get laughed at and then get mad and try to release videos edited trying to make yourself look legit. Like at this point, you just got to show up on Friday night and do it, you know? So, uh, like I said, I mean, even with the edited video, you have a referee, a Hall of Fame level referee that, that is standing right there. I mean, listen, everybody in that gym knows that in the moment that that happened, without camera angles and tricks, nobody thought it was a knockdown. Nobody, we got up, a slip, a trip, a pull down, whatever. It happens two, three times a day in, in, a, in a mainstream boxing gym where there's, there's hundreds of rounds sparred in, in, in there. You know what I'm saying? You see those things happen all the time in sparring. So you guys get up, they continue, and they go along. But this particular situation actually had a referee, so it was actually handled in a professional manner where the referee calls in on a knockdown, he waits for me to get up, he brushes my gloves on, and also we continue to box. So best belief, there would have been no need to edit it had it happened the way he's trying to make it seem. Okay? The, the, whole, the whole edit itself makes him guilty. Yeah, I mean, it does seem kind of funky. I mean, do you think maybe he's sort of kind of knows he's in for it against Mayweather, so now he's trying to set it up to a fight with you that um, way? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I find myself wondering. Like at first I thought, at first, um, at first I thought, at first I thought it was uh, uh, something to do with, you know, maybe he's got some kind of agenda against me. I still do. I still think it's a, an agenda. But even if you had an agenda, you probably would have let this go by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that every week it's something new. Like, every week he puts out a new picture, or now it's been a new video. So every time something new comes out, what happens? I get mobbed by the media all over again. Even me, that's already talked to me. Now something new comes out, they want to mob me all over again. So you've made, this, you've made this a weekly redundant thing where you've caused this media rush that comes to me every single week. So at this point, I'm wondering, I think this guy's trying to get away, set up, set up a situation where he doesn't have to go back to miss martial arts and he can stay in boxing. And he's causing this uh, intense beef with me and him. 
and um and you know maybe uh, after this fight he's looking for him. You know, because I was looking at I was looking at the internet this morning. I mean, they got betting odds already out. Bet Fred, Bet Fred was a major betting site in the UK had betting odds on me versus McGregor already. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's caused this to gain so much traction that already betting odds have come out. What what are the what are the odds? I'm favored. Not, well, that's a, I actually it's actually on, it's actually on my uh, I'm on my on my front page of my Twitter. I retweeted it. Oh, that's good. I've started out as a favorite. So odds, I mean, you can't odds, odds makers ain't stupid. Come on, guys. Well, odds I, makers ain't stupid. They're, they're not in the business of losing money. I mean, at first you said uh, you know I'm retired, I'm, I'm done, but now you're saying that you were gonna fight him. You want to fight him on St. Patrick's Day in Ireland? Well, no, I wouldn't say Ireland. Uh, I, I, think, I think the way you make the fight is uh, you make it on the East Coast of the United States where there's a big Irish population. You make it St. Patrick's Day. There's obviously a, an East Coast population for me. There's a big Irish population that would, that would love to see Connor. Uh, St. Patrick's Day on the East Coast of the United States is a very big day, um, uh, as you know. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, that would make the most sense. You know, it's, it's on, it happens to fall on a Saturday night next year, which is, you know, it, it's all, it makes it all the more real. You know, so, so it's, uh, it's, it's an, it's, it, it works from a lot of angles. I'm, but what was the turning point? I mean, I mean, what was the point where you said, I'm retired, you're like... The turning point, uh, the turning point was this, a couple of things. I mean, obviously, the, the, uh, obviously the, uh, um, the uh, intensity of the way he went about things, because I'd say, I look at it like this, if I don't like somebody, I'm not going to spar them. I think that's a little bit creepy when you bring somebody into a camp and you got to see them every day. Like, if you don't like them, it's like a little bit of a creepy thing to like bring them into camp. But I think when you don't like somebody, you react one of one of two ways. A fighter always reacts one of two ways. He either brings them, he brings the signs of fight, and they do a fight where you can hit the guy you don't like with smaller gloves, with fight gloves, so you can really take it out on him. Or you do the opposite completely, where you don't even mention him so he can't get the money. You know, you, you totally take the media away from him. You take away the attention away from him. You don't mention him. You don't bring him up. And you make everybody forget about him. He kind of reacted in none of those, those two ways. You know what I'm saying? He kept bringing me up in the social media uh, with pictures, which is like caused a storm every single time he posts something about me. Um, he brought me into camp. It's almost like a, a creepy, weird obsession he ended up getting with me. You know what I'm saying? So, because then, what happens? I'm, I'm, not calling these, I'm not calling this media. All these interviews I'm doing, these, I'm getting mobbed by them. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to call it, calling up reporters and telling them, hey, you want to get a story? You know what I'm saying? If the rush comes my way. So, so it's been like a weird thing, but at this point, bro, you got to fight. I mean, at this point, you got to be a man. You got to stop being a watchwoman and doing it with doing the edited video footage way and the, and the picture way. You got to stop being the, doing, being this gossipy watchwoman type of stuff. You got to be a man and actually act like a man. At this point, you got to fight. Now, 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 I was a little confused, though, because when you talked to Ariel, you said in sparring, he got the first five rounds. You got the next five. No, no, no. That's the thing. No, 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 no. That's the thing about you MMA guys. No, no, no. You MMA guys, as soon as I'm not saying I'm kicking his ass right away, he won, he won the round. Oh, all right. No, no, that's not what I said. I said, oh. I said he hung tough in the first five rounds. That doesn't mean he won the first five rounds. That just means he didn't get the shit beat out of him like he did the next five rounds. Okay. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what that means. So you, I, love, I love that because I get that a lot on my timeline too. You know, uh, every, every, you MMA fans will love to spin, a, spin any quote the, right, the, the way you guys want to do it. I'm not spinning hey, it. Listen, I'm just the first five rounds, the first five rounds you hung tough. And, you know, maybe you won a round or two of them. I don't know. They were close enough to where I'm sure. I listen, when you're inside the ring, I'm sure on the outside of the ring, it looks a little different, you know. But for the most part, you know, when you're beating the shit out of somebody, when you're not. And I didn't think I was beating the shit out of him in the first five rounds. But I, th- I felt like my intensity level was better than his in the first five rounds. I felt like I came out with a more of a purpose in that second sparring than I did in the first sparring, you know. And then the next five rounds, I, saw, I started to feel and really start to fade away, you know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, I mean, the exhaustion, I'm not in 12 round shape right now. You know what? I, I said it from the start, and luckily I always cover myself with the truth. The, la- the last two rounds, I said it from the start, even before any videos came out, even before any of this came out. I said the last two rounds were his, and then he won them nicely. You know what I'm saying? So luckily, when the video comes down and you see it, I can tell you it's round 12. Hey, man. You know what I mean? I said this from the start. It's nothing, nothing I didn't cover myself with. I covered myself with the truth. 
they don't want to say they won all 12 rounds. They're gonna be up. There's gonna be a lot. There'll be a lot of editing. Nice to be edited stuff if you're gonna release those twelve rounds now. I mean, because to say you left me with a concussion and whatnot. I mean, I have. I posted a picture on my Instagram the day after that sparring. You know, I, I was with uh, my friend Angel Reyes, who's uh, who's Frank Mia's striking coach. Uh, I was with Frank Mia. I was with Anna thing. I went to uh, Beanham uh, Don Drysdale's uh, gym over there uh, doing the uh, the Drysdale uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gym. I was watching uh, Frank's workout. We hung out a little bit. You know, so I. I I was, I had a normal day. I got a concussion, usually stays in bed, he can't be around lights, I don't know, you know, the normal concussion protocol. I got a normal day the next day, you know what I'm saying? I, you can see that picture, I'm, I'm kind of normal and I'm hanging out, I'm, I'm among people I want to be with, you know, uh, among friends, uh, and, and that was kind of the approach, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, but, you know, I, I was, I thought there was going to be more respect after that fall round, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I during the sparring, I, I felt like he was whooping a little bit and I, I was starting to lose respect for him, but I, I liked the way he came on the last two rounds. And after that 12 rounds, I thought, you know, we went, we went back and forth where he had had moments and I had, had moments. And after that 12 rounds, I really felt like it would be a more of a mutual respect. I didn't, I didn't expect what happened afterwards there. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Fighter to fighter, especially in camp. Especially in camp, like I said, when you're going to be around each other. You know, that's why this is creepy. Like, where you don't let somebody, but you invite them into camp. No. You know, especially in camp, when you're, once you're getting deep down and grimy and sparring and you're developing this work ethic every day, like you start to develop that respect for one another, you know? So that's why this became real weird and creepy for me. So you would say it was around eight rounds to four? I don't know, man. Yeah, I'd say eight rounds to four. You know, if they, if they release all 12 rounds, make sure you count 36 minutes. At this point, I don't count what, I don't, I don't, I don't care what they're doing. I don't, I, I'm going to literally count every round, you know, and count the minutes every round. At this point, if they even release it, like I said, now they put themselves in a position to look stupid. The guy's saying he, he won 12 rounds to zero. He, uh, you be saying he concussed me. I mean, you know how hard it is to give somebody a concussion, you know, especially with headgear and sticking out gloves. That's another thing about Ador, or Connor. The adorable thing about Connor is they can miss him. He can punch. These people think like even if he grazes you with a shot, he's he's, he's killed. He's like Thor's hammer. You know what I mean? In boxing, we have legit guys that are, that are really bringing down the house with uh, with with power punches. You know what I mean? So you know it's only striking. It's only punching. You know, so so the guy in boxing, you have guys that or they know how to punch correctly, know how to shift their weight correctly. So in 20 years in boxing, I mean, I know the difference between a puncher, a monster puncher, and a non-puncher, and a guy who weighs pretty good. Connor's a, a grown man, so, you know, he's going to get a respect at hitting like a grown man. But I do think he can hit a little harder if they, somebody taught him how to punch. I, I think not bringing in a striking coach or a boxing coach uh, in, 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 in this camp, I don't, I, don't think it was, I, I don't think it was the best idea, you know. But, but as I said, Connor has a lot of intensity, and maybe that intensity can shift some moments his way. Well, that's the thing also. I, th I think people don't understand that, you know, you were undefeated going into a fight with Miguel Cotto. Uh, I mean, you, and, you know, with that went, what, 11 rounds? And it was like they had to basically, like, you know, stop you from, you know, there, there, there's no quitting you. I mean, you fought some of the best guys in the world. Uh, actually, the best guys in the world, pretty much. Yeah, well, well you, know what, you know what it is? You know what it is? I, I'll say this. After 10 rounds, after that sparring, I was saying, man, I think I've given everything I can get. You know what I mean? I'm tired. I flew across country the day before. I'm not in 12-round shape. You know, after 10 rounds, I, I was pretty satisfied with the work I'd given. But I said to myself, they said I got to go 12. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction that I didn't go 12 now. You know, it's not like anybody's going to actually think about the fact that Paulie's not in 12-round shape. If I stop right now, I don't trust these people. They're going to start saying... I didn't do the 12. So I said, what's the worst? You know, the last couple of rounds, he'll get them. Maybe he'll show me something, you know, because up until 10, I, I wasn't really impressed with what he showed me. So 11 and 12, yeah, maybe he noticed that I was, my level was dropping off a little bit. But hey, man, still got to give credit to him for, for bringing on the intensity 11 and 12. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I thought, like, there would be more respect for, from, from him uh, back and forth between us both. Do you, think, do you think that there's any of the top guys that you fought that, you know, including Zab Judah, uh, that he could hang with? 
Um, I mean, the past guys that I fought, uh, top names. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, like I said, I, I don't think skill-wise Conor matches up with anybody, but I, you have to look at this fight from a different perspective than just skill-wise. You know, you have to look at it from intensity. Conor's a youthful guy, and Conor has that intensity. Here's the thing that Floyd, the difference with this fight from Floyd, this opponent, than all the other opponents. No matter how good the other opponents were, it was still a little bit in awe of Floyd Mayweather. No matter what, how, how big of a deal they were. I think the last guy that came to kick Floyd's ass and believed wholeheartedly that I'm going to destroy this guy was Diego Corrales. I mean, that was such a long time ago. You know what I mean? Floyd was still making his name. Corrales was making his name at that time. They were both at the same point in their careers. They were both undefeated. And I think they fully, truly, wholeheartedly, 100% in their mind, came in with no respect to the other guy, and I'm going to destroy this guy. I think Conor's the first guy to Diego Corrales that is coming in with that mentality. I and mean, Conor doesn't care at all about Floyd Mayweather. So I love that intensity about him. That's what makes the fight interesting from that degree. But skill-wise, I mean, he, he can't match up. I mean, then again, nobody really matched up with Floyd skill-wise. But that's where, that's where it, in the, the, the interesting thought process comes in. Can, can there be a, an intensity level brought in by Conor in a clean way? Because if he's dirty to the point, and now even the videos show it, now the cat's out of the bag. I mean, the referee's going to be on his ass. You know what I mean? But let's face it, mixed martial artists on the inside, they used to grab it. You know what I mean? They used to push your heads down. They want to knee you in the head. You know what I mean? So that's, their, that's, that's really their, 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 their biggest crutch. They're going uh, to involve themselves in a boxing match. Learning to fight on the inside of boxing is the most difficult part of boxing. And on the inside, every single punch can hit you. A body shot, a head shot, a hook, an uppercut, everything. So you're, you're, you're in range to be hit with every single punch. So to stay calm and, 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 and put up a debilitating attack and stay calm, it's not easy to learn. It takes a very, very long time. And I just didn't see Conor even attempt to learn it. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and like I said, I mean, even take it, don't take it from me. Take it from Dana White. They took away two points in the last sparring session. And I think that was the worst thing Dana could have said. Because now you're going to put the referees and you're going to put the commission on, on their mind that, okay, this guy doesn't know how to box the right way. So, like, but when Dana says that Conor gave you a one-way beating for 12 rounds, I mean, what was your mm-hmm. thought when you, when, you, when you heard that? Well, here's the thing. You have to use some common sense, too. First of all, number one common sense is Dana's a liar to begin with. I mean, well, how, how believable is Dana White in general? You know, he, has, he doesn't really exactly have the reputation to be very honest, number one. Number two, I've already mentioned I wasn't in the greatest shape, right? So, don't you have to be in shape to take a beating for 12 rounds? You've got to be in shape to take a beating in general, right? I mean, to last 12 rounds through an entire beating, supposedly from a guy that supposedly punches so hard, I mean, how in the world did I last 12 rounds, right? I mean, if I'm not in that kind of shape, I shouldn't be lasting 12 rounds taking a beating, right? I mean, just, just on that common sense alone, you, you should be able to put it together that if I caught a beating for 12 rounds, there's no way the, the sparring would have lasted 12 rounds. I mean, I was 24 hours of a flight. I'm in, I'm in half-ass shape. As a matter of fact, that we should be ashamed of themselves that I even went 12 rounds the way I went, you know, because, because he was having a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? So, so the, the flip it around and probably some common sense will help in that thought process. See, that's the thing. There's two schools of thought. I mean, there's one school of thought was saying, well, listen, if Connor can't, like, put away a guy who's been retired for four months, who was ranked number 17 in the world at the time uh, that he retired, who flew there, and, and, and he gave him a, a good go, how's he going to do against Floyd Mayweather? That's, some people are, are thinking that. Other people are thinking, well, how could this guy who's a two-time, two-time world champion in pulling Malignaggi not just go out there and destroy Conor McGregor? You know, there's, so there's people who are kind of in yeah, like... Yeah, of course, of course. And, and, and those two schools of thought are, are correct. You know, you, you, you can make a case for both points. But when you haven't been in the gym in three, four months, even if you're an active fighter, even if you're an active fighter, when you've barely been in the gym in three, four months or, or, or eight even at all, you're not going to be in shape anyway. You, I'll give you, I'll take you, take an active fighter right now who's not retired. If you haven't been in the gym in four months, uh, or if you spent two weeks of the, of the last four months in the gym, I mean, really, how sharp is he going to be? How conditioned is he going to be more importantly than that? You know what I'm saying? And then if he gives you trouble, 
you really got a problem. Don't you? I mean, I'll tell you like this. If I would have went to Errol Spence's training camp, and the camp where he's already started, he's in great shape, and he's a month out of a fight. If I would have went into an Errol Spence training camp, but he's in that kind of condition, and I would have just come in off the couch like that, maybe a couple weeks of running, maybe a couple days in the gym, how, I mean, how would I really be able to last any rounds? I mean, come on. Bro. You know what I'm saying? They flip it around and use the common sense approach. Because regardless of retired and non-retired, the guy who hasn't barely been in the gym should not be able to hang four rounds. There's women in Boston that I wouldn't be able to hang four rounds with I was out of shape like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, the skill set is not what you're looking at here, though. If you're looking at the skill set, you're going to be sorely disappointed. It's the intensity level Connor brings. Can he bring it in a point where it's within the rules? Because let's face it, even rabbit punches are illegal within mixed martial arts as well. So, is he going to... You know, here's what I don't want to be a cynical. I don't want to be cynical. A piece of me feels like he's going to foul out, and that way he doesn't get himself disqualified. I mean, that way he doesn't have to quit. You know what I'm saying? A piece of me feels like is this guy going to keep fouling until he fouls because he fouls constantly in the gym. You know what I mean? Dana White even said it. Like I said, I didn't just say it. Dana White said it. So he's fouling constantly in the gym. Now you're going to have a referee that's going to give constant warnings. If you foul out, fouling out is one way to get yourself out of a fight. You know what I'm saying? Without saying I quit. You know, so 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 you know which way is he going to go? Is he going to go that route? So that's the thing. That now the cynic, the cynic, the cynic, that's even the word, the cynic in me is thinking, you know, in what way is he going to bring this intensity? Is he going to bring this intensity to win? Or is he going to bring this intensity to look for a way out? You know, I'm hoping he brings his intensity to win because I really feel like in round one, he's going to come out having full belief in himself. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that's an act. I really think the guy believes in himself and I think he brings the intensity in believing in himself. It's, do you believe in yourself after a few rounds and it's not going your way? Because we're all fighters in round one. How many of us are still fighters when we're tired, hurt, beaten up, and, and, and fatigued in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you still a fighter at that point? For me, that separates the true fighter from the fake fighter. Now, now do you feel like a pressure on you, though, because that you kind of have the weight of boxing on your shoulder, and now you got all these MMA people all day long hitting you up? Like, that you're kind of like the, the poster boy for boxing versus MMA people? Um, no, 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 because I never looked at it as boxing versus MMA. I have a lot of friends that mix martial arts. Um, if you look at any interviews I've done even before this whole fiasco happened, I, I always give love to mixed martial arts as, as a sport, as a fighters. Uh, my answer was always the same when people ask me about mixed martial arts. If you do combat for a living, regardless of what kind of combat it is, mixed martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, whatever it is, I have to respect you because combat for a living is not an easy way to make a living. You know what I'm saying? So, so for me, it was never mixed martial arts versus boxing or, or the, the mixed martial arts crowd giving me pressure and the boxing crowd giving me pressure. So I, you know, there's not really a lot of pressure here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a nine-to-five job. Right now, I'm sitting outside a cafe having lunch just chilling talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course. I, you know, I, I live a good life. I have a good job. I, I, I don't have to worry about that. So uh, to, put, to say, put the word pressure or stress, it's probably a little bit overblown. Is it annoying at times? Yeah, of course it's annoying. Of course it's annoying. I, mean, I think anybody in my position would tell you it's annoying. You know, like, like I said, especially the last few weeks, every time this guy puts up a picture, every time this guy puts out a video, you know, it, it's, it's a situation where he's, he's, he's uh, uh, created this media rush, media storm every single week. But so you answer week, everybody, you know, though. I mean, everybody that like, kind of hits you up, you answer, I mean, you're all day long, you're actually responding. No, 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 no. I show you my timeline, I'm answering one out of like every 200, bro. Wow. If I show you my timeline, there is no... There is nothing that I'm answering. I mean, I'm literally, I don't even, there's so many of them, I don't even get to all of them, okay? I don't even get to read all of them, let alone answer all of them. You know what I'm saying? If I show you my timeline, it is blown up with all trolls. You know what I'm saying? So, so for me, when you, what you see me answering is literally less than 1% of, what, of what's there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't even get to all of them to read them. And then out of the ones I read, I may answer some. How do you decide? Do you go like, this question's going to be worth 
like 50 honestly, people? it depends on what mood I'm in. It depends if I got a few minutes free. Like, I'll check my, I'll, I randomly check my phone throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so it depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in a mood to talk, if I'm in a mood to tweet, if I'm in a mood to respond, or yeah. if I don't have time at all, sometimes I don't see them at all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, I don't, if I go a few hours, I'm looking at my phone. There's so many, I can't read through all of them now. You know what I'm saying? So, so it depends on what mood you catch me in. It depends on the time of the day. It depends on a lot of stuff, you know? Uh, by the way, now, do you have a wife and kids? Uh, no, no, no. I'm a big kid myself, unfortunately. So, but back in the but back in the day, I mean, so, you know, I'm all day. Like, I, I, no, I'm not kidding. You know, it's like a, a, I, I do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of hanging out. You know, like I, I live a good life. I mean, I, I have, I have uh, nice cars and multiple houses. You know, I'm not I'm not even trying to brag on it, but I just you know, it's 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 not it's not a uh, it's not something that I'm going to stress about this kind of thing. It, it can be fun at times. It can be annoying, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not going to be something that uh, uh, is going to make or break me. You know, but at this point, it's taken on such a life of its own. Uh, yeah, you know, at this point, yeah, you, you're talking about a fight at this point. Now, back in the day, you were the king of Brooklyn. I remember watching your fights. I mean, they put you up on a pedestal. And there's a lot of hot women in Brooklyn and Queens. Did you take advantage of this at all? Did you hook up the threesomes? <laughs> what was it? Yeah, yeah. New York has some good women, of course, man. You know, I like, I like, I, I've always, maybe I've, that's probably been one of my downfalls, chase one a little too much but you know it's, it's fine it's part of being young man you know you, you like to uh, talk to a lot of women or or just have you know have money and, and do all that stuff you know but but i try not to i try not to be not to be disrespectful at least as much as i can anyway right so it's not you're now you're on tinder and bumble or or no 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 i've never been on any <laughs> no, no. you'll never see me on tinder <laughs> i'm gonna go that route you know what i mean i i'm not a a, a social media woman picker up or like that i I've, I've never done the Tinder thing. <laughs> now, have any have any girls from England that don't like McGregor hit you up and be like, "Listen, we don't like McGregor. We'll, we'll hook up with you," kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so you actually get you've actually scored some chicks out of this? Is it like? Uh, I'll, if I see you in person, I'll tell you more. <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, what what ever happened with that uh, Adrian Broner? Like your side chick was hooking up with her. Yeah. Like, that was the weirdest well, well, thing I've ever... The, the way, well, you know, I mean, again, not, not to be this in a disrespectful way, you know, when you're single, you hook up with, you know, different people and whatnot. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of person, if I'm hooking up with different people and you're not my girl, I'm not going to get jealous. You know what I mean? Like, Adrian was playing like this girl was my girlfriend. And then this girl who had become, you know, a girl that I had hooked up with, she ended up, you know, getting a little too... Uh, too comfortable, you know, like thinking that, you know, she was my girl and, you know, it, was, it got a little bit too, uh, a little bit too intense, a little bit too stalkerish. And so I had, a, I dropped it, you know what I'm saying? I, and then a few months passed and all of a sudden now they're blowing her talking about it to my girlfriend and he's doing this and that. And so I didn't, I, maybe I reacted a little bit too much over that, but at that point now that I look back on it, I just didn't like the effect of anybody thinking that girl was my girlfriend. You know, I, I, I for me to make a girl, my steady girlfriend, it has to really be a, a, a something really serious, you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't do it very often because I, a lot of times I'm a guy who travels a lot. I don't like to put somebody in a position where they're going to date a guy who's never around, you know? So I, 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 I rarely get myself into a serious relationship. So, so you know, and, and, and most people that, you know, that I hang out with know that, you know what I'm saying? But, of course, if they refuse to acknowledge it, then, of course, you know, you have to kind of uh, cut it off, you know? And that was kind of one of those situations where it had gotten to that and it was cut off and it was never really a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Um, it was never really a, a, a one-on-one thing. And then uh, all of a sudden the Broner situation came up and it blew up, you know? I mean, listen, it made for a nice promotion. That was, a, that was the most intense uh, promotion. It was, uh, looking back, I can laugh about it because uh, we drew the highest rating on Showtime that year for a boxing match. I think people love inherent beef. Uh, me and Adrian are cool, are cool as hell now, you know what I'm saying? We actually laugh about it, you know? But, but at the end of the day, if it had been a real girlfriend, yeah, I think it would have probably been a little bit more serious. But that, that was the weirdest... 
I haven't had very many real, real girlfriends in my life, you know? That was the weirdest post-fight interview. You're like, at the end of the fight, you're like, no one steals my side yeah. chick. It, I, it was, I was... No, because it was like, you know what it was? I was like, man, people are really going to think, like, the image is really going to look like, like I lost a girlfriend to this guy. And I was like, man, you know, in the moment, I'm like, you know, nobody's going to really believe the way it really is and the way it really went down. So, so like I said, I look back and laugh because I probably mishandled it. But I just... I. I'm, I'm a, I keep it too real sometimes. You know, that's my problem. My problem is sometimes I keep it too real. And, and you start to notice the older you get, people don't want to hear it real all the time. You know, people sometimes feel the way they want to feel it. They want the way they want to feel their reality is. You know, I mean, even, if, even if that reality is not true. You know, so, and I, I've, I've learned to kind of uh, try to see that the world works this way sometimes. But of course, you know, sometimes I, I keep it a bit too real and it gets me in trouble. <laughs> that was the funny. That, no, it was entertaining as hell. I'd never seen anything like it before. A, a, yeah. a post for an interview, you're talking about your side chick. I was like, what the? F- what, what am I yeah. watching here? But, and, it's a, and, 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 and it's a shame because I've had, you know, a couple of serious girlfriends in my life and they probably deserved the media press uh, at the time that I was with them than, than some, some random chick like that that I just hooked up with. You know what I mean? Of course. In the middle of a dime a dozen. But, you know, unfortunately yeah. now, that's, that's where uh, a lot of the, the media attention goes to when. Yeah. Talking about females that have been in my life, but hey, you know, that's uh, fun you can control. At the end of the day, you realize you can't really control the media in that in that regard. No, but I mean, are you? I mean, now you're th- what? You're 36. How old are you? I'm 36. Yeah. 36. You got to be ready to settle down now. You got a good job. You got a good house. Good this. I good don't that. know. You know, I I, I, I come from a, a a family where I grew up with a, a you know single mother, and then uh, my mother remarried and whatnot, and it was it wasn't the best family situation. So I, I if I do that if I do the whole settle down thing. I want to do, be in a position where I'm actually around my kids and around my family and whatnot. It's not, it's not something that I just want to do just do. I feel like a lot of people in this generation have kids just to have kids. You know what I mean? Just like I feel uh, the people in my in my parents' generation got married just to get married. At that time, it was just get married. I mean, everybody in that generation got married at like 20, 25 years old. You know what I mean? And then three quarters of them got divorced. So all, my, almost all my friends are, are from single family houses, single parent houses. You know, so so I think everybody learned from that generation. Now in this generation, everybody settles down a little bit later. Or if at all, you know, um, that's kind of, I guess, the lesson I took out of that, you know, um, not, to, not to say that I'm bitter or anything, because I'm not. I mean, I'm happy with the way my life turned out, but I just feel like if, I, if I'm going to have a family, if I'm going to have a wife, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do the whole wife-kid thing, uh, the stereotypical wife-kid thing, I need to be around, you know what I'm saying? And right now, I'm, I'm never in, in, in any one city for more than seven to ten days at a time, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's not going to, you know, and especially, you know, you ever see little kids, man, they, they, they look from one month to the next, you know, when they grow up so fast. You know, I don't want to be in a position where I'm missing, I'm missing my kids growing up, you know, so, so we'll see. I mean, it's, it's something I try not to think about too much unless it comes up. You know, that's, that's what I was reading about you, that um, that you and your brother got kicked out of the house when you were younger, and then you got into a ton of street fights, even with, like, mm-hmm. with like guns and knives back in the day? Yeah, me and my brother were both expelled from school, um, and, uh, you know, things almost got a little bit out of hand, you know, uh, as far as our lives were concerned. You know, we, we each found a, a way to make it happen for me with boxing. Uh, my brother's actually a bomb belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, he's uh, under Marcelo Garcia, who's uh, one of the best Jiu-Jitsu, wow. Jiu-Jitsu teachers in the world, you know? Wow. Uh, now he's married, he's got two kids, so he hasn't been able to go back and uh, finish up with his black belt. You know, it gets a little tough when you have a family and kids to support. But, you know, my, my brother was, uh, uh, you know, I'm familiar with the mixed martial arts community because of that. You know, my brother was in a, in a very uh, intense Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. I'm friends with mixed martial artists. You know, I'm friends with guys like Angel Rage, the striking coach for Frank Mir. I'm, I'm cool with Frank Mir. Uh, Anthony Chauvin Pettis, Jerry, uh, George St. Pierre, uh, uh, Chris Weidman, I'm cool with, he's from Long Island, you know, yeah. uh, and, and he's one or two others as well, you know, so, you know, it's, uh, it's been a Phil Baroni who's helping my job, you know, so it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm familiar with that whole crowd, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and I've always gotten along with them and gotten cool, you know, it's a, it's a shame that this whole fight has come across of some sort of division, because uh, when this first got signed, 
I was hoping this would cause more of a unity and a division. Combat sports, I think, has to be respected no matter what kind of combat you do. Yeah, but I honestly think that, you know, Conor McGregor is sort of his own entity in mixed martial arts. And, he, and the guys... Oh, he is, without a doubt. And the guy... Without a doubt, he is. No, I, I, I've seen He's a very selfish person. You know what I mean? Uh, mixed martial arts needs help. Mixed martial arts... The rules and regulations of mixed martial arts need help in terms of being changed to the way they should be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and a guy like Conor could be uh, the first guy to... Uh, stand up for that kind of thing, you know. Uh, he can, you know, push for it more than anybody if you will listen to him. Instead, he's cool with being chummy, chummy with Dana White, who's schooling all the fighters and doing all this kind of stuff, you know. So I, can't, I don't respect a person like that on any level, you know. what I'm saying, well, be I it mean, from my experience with him, or or be it from uh, from uh, his own life, and I, I just I just have no respect for that. People like that in general, I don't respect. I mean, Dana's done. A, I mean, you can't argue though that Dana's done more for MMA than anyone else out there. I, I, I don't care what he's done, bro. I don't care what he's done. I mean, there's no regulation. They he takes full advantage of the fact there's no regulation. You will not find me one this much much fighter that has come across that guy that says anything good about him. You will not find me one, literally. I've never, I've yet to meet one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've yet to meet one. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody talks about him. Like, I talk about it in the competitions I've had with people. You know, not, not a single one has said anything good, said anything good about him when the conversation has come up. Not that it comes up every second, but when the conversation has come up. Now Dana was a uh, he was a boxer back in the day. Uh, would um, you, bro? Dana was not a boxer. Dana was a Thai instructor. All right, I, I did my research too. Dana was not a boxer. Would you Dana liked to play himself? Like he was some kind of fighter. Dana, Dana taught Thai box. All right, Dana was a, Dana, Dana wasn't a boxer. Dana wasn't any kind of tough guy. You know, Dana tries to play like he's this swaggy kind of guy. He's, he's a fat shit who, who looks like a Pillsbury Doughboy if you put a, a, a chef hat on him. Would you, you, know I mean? would you box Dana White? Would you box Dana White? Not. A few years ago, he tried to make like he was going to fight Tito Ortiz, then he came up with an excuse. The fight was never going to happen. You know, he, just, he just created a bunch of hype for no reason. He knew he wasn't going to fight Tito Ortiz at all. You know, let, let's call a spade a spade, because in combat, you can't hide it. Would you box Dana White? Right, box Dana White? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they wouldn't let me box Dana White. But Dana, <laughs> box, Dana White box me. But, okay, but let's... Right, but, right, but, but they won't pretend they'll do anything he'll do, and then he won't actually do it. Like I said, I mean, he, he created this whole hype machine about him versus Tito Ortiz a few years ago. Did you, did anybody, was anybody really stupid enough to believe that fight was ever going to happen? I, I, heard Tito, I, heard, I heard Tito backed out of that fight. That's what I heard. Yeah, I know. Tito backed out. I know. Just like you heard, just like you heard Dana won from Dana that uh, that kind of won all twelve rounds. So, 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 if Dana <laughs> wanted to do a twelve round exhibition with you, you you you'd be up for it. Yeah, if he does it. <laughs> You gotta hit him, dude. Dana's not gonna do it. Dana knows he's gonna do it. He's not gonna do it. Come on. All right, I'll 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 set it up. I'll be the commentator. Okay. Now 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 you said that uh, you would fight Connor and the winner gets all the money. Yeah, winner takes all. We can do winner takes all. He's so confident. We can do winner takes all. That's fine. You know what I mean? Whoever loses fights for free. Whoever. You know yeah, yeah. The way he had it. The way he had it in that video. I mean, he looks so good. He should. He should know. He should be. He should jump at that opportunity. Keep all the money in the pot. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I said, not, not everybody's stupid. There's a reason the odds came out, and I started out, I'm the opening favorite for, the, for, the, for that fight. There's a, there's a reason for that if you think God comes from common sense. Right. I make things stupid. They're not in the business of losing money. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I would love to see it, man. I would love, honestly, and I, you know, I think that you, like you said, you kind of got screwed in this whole thing at the same time. I mean, you got to say that you're, I know that's, this is what, it's not what you wanted, but your name is now at the forefront, and your name's on CNN. Uh, have you ever been? Kind of, yeah, yeah, this has kind of taken a different spin on things. It's, uh, definitely a month ago, I didn't expect uh, all this to be. If you would have asked me a month ago what's going to happen in a single month, I would not have told you any of this. I mean, have you ever been on CNN before? I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. Huh? Have you ever been on CNN before? CNN? Yeah, I think like, uh, it, like I think your name I scrolled down. CNN, so I don't know. I think your name scrolled down that you left the camp on CNN. I swear, I, I'm pretty sure it did. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. Bro. I don't watch CNN. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. So, uh, I mean, let's say, look, let's say that uh, 
McGregor last 12 rounds, okay? It's 12 rounds to nothing, Mayweather. But it was a, yeah, it, yeah, I think that's a moral victory for Conor, honestly. So, like I, said, I think his intensity has a chance to make him last. I think his intensity has a chance to possibly have, you know, give him some good moments. But again, he's got to keep it clean. You know what I mean? Because he, he's, he's going to make himself a laughing stop if he can't keep it clean, especially if he gets himself disqualified. People in boxing will know if he gets himself disqualified, he was just looking for a way out. You know what I mean? And that way, if you get disqualified instead of quitting, you can always make it look like it was somebody else's fault. You know? So right. but he's got to use his intensity to his advantage instead of using his intensity to for, look for a way to quit. That's my hope. I hope that he gives a, a decent performance, uh, a respectable performance in that way. Um, if he wins, it would be something that would probably be just a storybook. But if he doesn't win, give a, give a performance worth respecting. And that's, uh, and that's more so, well, that more so will keep people wanting to see him box again. Okay, so let's say he goes 12 rounds and you know, he makes $80 million or whatever he makes. And then he says, listen, I could either make another $50 million to fight you or I can go fight Khabib or one of these killers that actually have no mixed martial arts and it's going to be a much harder fight. He's like, you know what, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just fight Paulie for $50 million. I mean, in which case, you'd probably make more than you ever made, right? Yeah, I would assume so if, uh, uh, if, uh, if it goes that route. And, and, and I thought about that too. He's got some very tough fights in mixed martial arts. There's Khabib, there's Ferguson, there's Nate Diaz, Jose Aldo. Those guys also want other fights with him. You know, uh, I, I, I don't see an easy out for him. And he develops his image such so strongly in mixed martial arts that if he goes back and gets beat by one of these guys, his image crashes. You know what I mean? So, so I think to step out of mixed martial arts on his high is probably intelligent for him. Uh, and then look to, uh, you know, con- make a conquest of, uh, of boxing, you know. Like he'll make more money and uh, he'll preserve his mixed martial arts image in that way. I, I just, it just makes a lot of sense. And a piece of me... I try to read between the lines. A piece of me thinks that that's, this is why he's kept me relevant like this every single week by, by, by putting this stuff out. Because the closer we get to the fight, the more, the more he's talking about me than he is about Floyd Mayweather. The more he's at least making the media talk about me by putting out pictures, putting out videos. Uh, yesterday, he put out something on Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? So it was, uh, uh, it was, uh, uh, I, I'm starting to think this is all by design. Right. And, and, and what was your record in boxing? What was my what? Your record, my record in-, in boxing? My I retired at 36 and 8. 36 and 8 with how many knockouts? Seven. Seven. Now, do you think that you could knock, yeah. out, do you think you could knock out McGregor? Um, yeah, I wasn't known as a big puncher, but yeah, I think I could stop McGregor. Yeah, I really do. I really think I could stop McGregor. Um, you know, it's not obviously not a one punch thing. You know, stoppage is happening very, happen in very many different ways in boxing. But yeah, I think I could stop McGregor. Right. I mean, I, I think you can too. I mean, I, I think that you're, I mean, the only thing that I worry about is that they say in boxing, speed is the first to go, power is the last. Yeah, and, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, look, this is why it's also an intelligent fight for him. You know, you're not taking on a guy in his prime. You know, you're, you're creating this inherent beef with a guy who had a big name and a guy who, uh, you know, might have passed his best days. But, you know, what keeps me confident is the exact sparring that everybody thinks we're in a certain way. That's what keeps me confident. I was in the ring with the guy. That's what has me confident, knowing what kind of shape I was in and what I did in that sparring. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what keeps me confident. That's what keeps me knowing... I'm and jumping. I'm being all for this. I love it, man. I uh, I I I love your fighting spirit. I think you need a woman, though. Honest. I think you need a woman and like a dog. Do, do you have a, Do you have a, a, a dog or no? <laughs> no, I'm never around. I'm not gonna keep a dog, man. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna take care of the dog if I'm never home. You got to get a girl who who doesn't mind staying home with a dog. That's uh, that's what that's, that's how what yeah, I did. Yeah. Because I, I start that way. Because you know, you're gonna have get a cat. Cats are more independent, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Because because you gotta you're gonna have a heart attack, Paulie. You're very you're very high strung, <laughs> and uh, I I do worry about you a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I think my Twitter image uh, gives off a, a bit more of an image that I'm stressed more so than I am. You know, I think. I actually have a good time in my life, you know, and now, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't complain about the, the way my life turned out as opposed to where it was going at one time. So 
I really have no complaints at the end of the day. But we'll see where we'll see where this whole fiasco turns out. You know, maybe there's still uh, more more chapters to be written. Now, is there a beef with you and, and uh, Antonio Tarver? Um, not that I know. Of. I mean, I, I've heard he's mentioned one or two things about me, but yeah, I never knew. Uh, I, I never. Uh, you know, had anything bad to say about Tarver. I mean, yeah, because one I, time he was... He... One or two people have mentioned some, some that he said a couple of stupid things, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know it. I, you know, sometimes when you hear things from third, third person, people change it or, or they exaggerate it. So I really haven't done my research enough to know even if it's Antonio has talked a certain way or not. Um, as far as I know, there's no beef with Antonio, but, you know, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Right, yeah, because he was commenting on one of Broner's fight, and they were like, "Who was Broner beat?" And they didn't mention your name, and he was like, "Look, I said who was." Oh he yeah, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, yeah, the people that mentioned. I actually watched that fight. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was a little bit of a low, of a of a low blow. But then I saw Antonio in Miami when I was training, and uh, you know he was cool. You know what I mean? So it wasn't it wasn't. Like, I think it just came out that way. You know, I don't think he meant anything by it. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But then you know, people, you know, like I said, also people, you know, if you hear something from the third person, you know, you don't, you, especially when. When once you have a lot enough experience in this kind of stuff, or this kind of gossipy stuff, you kind of start to learn not to always believe it wholeheartedly, unless it's you're talking directly to the person. So right. I, I don't believe in beefs by third person. You know, if two people talk and they and they have a disagreement, okay, but I don't believe in beefs caused by third person. Right. And then the other thing was uh, there was a rumor yesterday that Zab Judah knocked out Mayweather in sparring. Did you hear about that? Yeah. It, There's always a jab judo room or every training camp. You know what that? You know, I mean, I, I, that's another adorable thing about uh, about this thing. You know, uh, listen, Zab was a great fighter in his time. Uh, I heard Zab is doing uh, some great work in Floyd Mayweather's camp. Uh, but no, I've I've, uh, I've I've also heard that the person that started that rumor was uh, was actually like a fake mixed martial arts fight, uh, and then it just kind of took fire. But you know, uh, I think it's all for ticket sales. I think it's all uh, you know. You have to take uh, some of this stuff with a grain of salt. You know, and I think both sides are probably trying to uh, hide hide the fight as best they can. Who's who's a guy in your career that you wish you could have boxed? A guy in my career that I wish I could have fought. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anybody uh, that I, you know. I'd say you know, I fought a lot of guys. I'd say a timing in my career was probably if I, if I had different timing, I fought different guys at maybe different points in my career than I did. Maybe it would have turned out a little better. You know, certain decisions that I made in my career. But as far as the actual individuals, you know, I, I fought them all, and uh, I don't have anybody in particular that I'd say, oh, uh, I, I would have rather fought. You know, I'm glad I fought the guys I fought. Maybe the time I fought them, I would have liked to switch, switch certain things or whatnot. But, you know, you live and you learn. And uh, like I said, I have no regrets. Uh, my life could have turned out a lot worse. When I could no, you have a, dude, you have a great life. I'm I mean, okay. you, I mean, honestly, you, you, you're, I mean, you're a role model. You're a great guy. You're, you came from nothing. I mean, you came from nothing. And you, you've made it to as a commentator, as a fighter. A world champion, you have nothing to be. Uh, and who knows? Now, now, now you might get a, a mega fight with Conor McGregor, um, yeah. which would be pretty awesome. Now, uh, would you say your best performance was beating Juan Diaz the second time? Um, I don't know what my best performance was, but I think the two performances I won world championships in were uh, were also pretty special moments, and they were pretty special performances. So I don't know if I can pick one fight where I'd say is uh, is my best performance. I, well, I was sharp in different ways for different nights. And then some nights I was uh, not sharp at all, you know. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd let people probably judge what my best performance was. But uh, you know, there's there, been different fights where I had uh, very sharp nights. Now, there's been uh, several different fights where I didn't have such a great night, you know. How does the best Paulie Malignaggi do against Mayweather? Like on your on your, on your, on your best night? Um, I don't know. I think I make him think. So I think I think I make him think. You know, I'll say that. You know, uh, the best Paulie Malignaggi, the Paulie Malignaggi won the world title in '07. Paul Malignaggi won the world title the night of, of, that he fought in Chanko in 2012. 
Now, some nights were sharper than others, and some nights were, were, were not sharp at all, you know? I think I've had certain nights in my career where I've, I've, been, I've been very sharp, you know? And in the very least, I'll make any fighter think on those nights. Now, the worst was, though, when they had to cut your hair against Hatton. I was so frustrated. Yeah. That. That, I was the, like... The love more in the rematch, yeah, yeah, on the hand card, yeah. That was, that's one memory uh, I'd probably like to forget, but uh, <laughs> history has a way of uh, making me know that it's there. I felt so bad for you that night. I'm like, Jesus, this guy's fighting his hair, he's yeah. fighting Hatton, he's yeah. fighting England. It's just, yeah. oh, man. I, I, bro- I broke my hand in that fight. I had cut my hair. Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the experience was amazing in that stadium. Um, uh, it was pretty amazing overall when I look back on it. But, wow, it was like anything that could go wrong almost did. <laughs> Luckily, I walked out of there defending my world title. But what a, what yeah. a crazy set of events. Did you, have you banged any celebrities? Have I been what? Have you hooked up with any celebrities? Any Jersey Shore chicks? Come on. Uh, I'll keep that to myself. Oh, come on. <laughs> Nothing on that I'm one not, either? I'm not, with, I'm not with Star Magazine. No, no, no. <laughs> no no Rosie Perez? Or, uh, I mean, because she's a big boxing nah, fan. Nah, 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 I'll, I'll keep all that stuff to myself. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm not a page five guy. I'm not. Uh, page six. We page six, but okay. Uh, but, but I like page five better. Um, got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Paulie, man, it was an honor. Uh, are you, are you going to be in L.A. next week or? Uh, I'll be in Vegas. I'll be in Vegas on Sunday. Uh, I'll be there all week. So, uh, you know, I'll be covering the fight for uh, Sky Sports as well as uh, Showtime. And uh, I look forward to uh, an interesting uh, week. So what's your prediction? Um, I can't give a prediction. I'm working to fight. But like I said, I mean, I, I think if you want to really uh, break down this fight, it's Floyd's skills against Connor's intensity. It's very tough to match this, the intensity of a 29-year-old when you're 40 years old. But of course, Floyd's bringing a set of skills to the table that you know Connor is not going to be used to as well. I understand uh, that, but don't so, you think Floyd's never been hurt? He's never even like he's been hurt. Of course, of course, Floyd's been hurt. Yeah, of course, Floyd's been hurt. Of course, you know. I, but I also believe the guys that hurt Floyd punch harder than Connor. So I'm not. I'm, I'm not. It doesn't mean Connor can't hurt Floyd. It doesn't mean Connor can't hurt people in general. You know. Now, uh, but but I think but I think uh, uh, you know that doesn't mean Floyd can't be hurt next uh, next week. Absolutely not. You know, but you got to land. You gotta be confident enough in throwing. I think Connor's coming with that confidence. I think he's coming. He's coming with enough confidence next week. It's just like I said, that video. I, I think they shot themselves in the foot with all the fouls they show in that video. Um, and I think uh, people are gonna be a little bit harder on him now with the with the way the uh, the referee's gonna be. I mean, granted, if he's fouling, he's supposed to be warned, then you're supposed to stop him and do it. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mixed martial arts fans understand uh, if he's doing that stuff. I'm finding that all one you get. So and then they might be frustrated watching it, but. Rabbit punch to first and foremost is illegal in both sports. So first and foremost, that 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 enough itself to cut off the short. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what he brings to the table. Now, if Connor comes out and just flatlines Floyd in one round, let's just say he does. Okay, like he goes out there, he, he hits Floyd. He comes out, he's, he's weighing one eighty. Floyd's never been hit that hard. He comes out, lands that big punch. What does that do to boxing? So, so Connor is going to come out for argument's sake and 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 lay out Floyd and. and in one round, for argument's sake, is what you're saying. No, no, I'm not saying that happens. I'm saying if that happens, right? I, yeah, I know. It, I'm saying it, it, you're giving me a, a a scenario where if that happens. Yeah. What does that do to so boxing? You, so you're telling me. So you, so you're telling me he's showing up with an army. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. He he. No, no, but, I'm saying because the way that the way that happens is you got to show up with an army. All right. Okay. He, but let's just, that's not let's just say one on one it happens. Let's just say what. Let's say Floyd stumbles, he trips or something, and right right because, into because because the reality of it is I don't know I don't I, I, I Connor punches solidly, but I don't think he punches hard enough to do that. Okay. But uh, let's say he does. Let's say he does. What does that do to boxing? And, and, and the interesting thing actually to talk about actually where you bring you bring a punch about they did okay today. The eight ounce gloves I heard. I heard the eight ounce gloves have been okay. Uh, from the ten ounce plus eight ounce plus, so it's it's, a, it's definitely a different conversation piece as well, you know. Uh, but Floyd almost his career with eight ounce plus, so I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but it definitely makes for a conversation piece. 
Okay, so let's say he knocks him out in one round. What does that do to boxing? Um, I don't think it does anything bad. I mean, I think you know, I think it solidifies Connor that he's going to remain in boxing. You know, he's going to remain in boxing. Um, and then, which is what kind of the rumor anyway. You know, I don't think it does anything bad. I mean, Connor stays in boxing. In boxing and people are talking about Conor in boxing. Because I mean, uh, but some people are saying ring, boxing's maybe, dead. Maybe get a out of it, you know? Some people are saying that means boxing's dead. The best MMA guy came over, knocked him out in one round. Um, I mean, yeah, you'll definitely hear the, all that talk, of course. But you know, I mean, we had Holly Holm go over and knock out Ronda Rousey. Did that end up mixed martial arts? No, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a fight. Anything can happen. She knocked her out with a head kick though, and she was a kickboxer. And of course. You know, well, course, well, it, she was she was a kickboxer, but she had a box. She was known as a boxer. I mean, I, I saw Holly Holm fight several different times as a boxer. She was known as a boxer. Um, you know, that's like, you know, that's like saying that's like saying Conor McGregor boxed when he was five years old, so he's a boxer. You know, doing it right, right. Now, 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 Stipe Miocic's calling out Anthony Joshua. Does, does he have a shot? No, right. Um, well, it's interesting because I think bigger guys have more of a, a more room more room for error. You know, so. Uh, you know, he's a little slower. Um, shots can get in there a little, maybe a little bit easier. And Joshua's a very tough guy to deal with in the boxing ring. Right now, Joshua is just steamrolling people. But, um, you know, Stipe's a tough guy. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people would watch it. You know, I think a lot of people would watch it. And, of course, yeah, you favor Joshua. I mean, Joshua's putting people in, 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 in another dimension when he hits them. But I, I don't, I think, I think Stipe's been a fun guy to watch. He's going to miss more doors. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem trying to make that fight either. Does he have a better uh, shot to beat Joshua? Fact, if this fight does well, if this fight does well, and this fight ends up being fun between Ford and Connor, I think you might see more guys cross over. We'll see. Does he have a better again, shot of beating mainly, Joshua than... mainly because there's no federal regulations in mixed martial arts that they're on boxing. So I think mixed martial arts can, be the, can get paid more on boxing or at least keep more of a percentage of what they generate, you know? Until, the, you, until you regulate mixed martial arts, you probably see, you, you might start seeing more of this. Does he have a better shot to beat Joshua than uh, Connor beating Floyd? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to kind of. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. You don't know what's what kind of Floyd's coming into two years off. You know, uh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't like Floyd on on Jimmy Kimmel last night. You know, um, I, I didn't. I don't think he should be away from from, work, from training camp ten days before the fight. But you know, so you now the intensity is. That's where you see the intensity has to be there for Floyd. But at the same time, as I said, Connor fouling has to make sure he doesn't get himself DQ'd because if, because if he gets himself DQ'd. People, a lot of people are going to start to a lot, a lot of people are going to start to say that um, he he was looking for a way out. Now, now uh, Michael Bisbing said he heard from inside uh, Mayweather's camp uh, that Mayweather's not really training that hard for this fight. Have you heard anything similar? Um, I've heard I've heard that they've seen him train harder. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as to say he's not training hard for the fight. I've heard that they've seen him train harder. You know, he's uh, he's kind of traveled more during camp, uh, including last night he was in LA with Kimmel, uh, doing stuff like that. And that's where that's why I, I stress the point of intensity because when you're in and out of camp during training camp, when you're in and out of camp, you kind of lose the, the intensity and kind of starts to dull, and you got to re reapply the intensity when you're back in camp. When you stay in training camp the whole time, you know, you kind of raise your level of intensity, your intensity level every day. And by the time you're at a fight night, your intensity level is where it should be. And I, I think in, the, the one advantage Connor has. If you bring it into the fight, it's not on tactical basis, but the intensity basis. 
Now, is there any chance after the fight's over that you're just like, hey, I was just kidding, and then we were all in on this, this is a big joke to get you guys to buy tickets? No. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, no. Uh, I'd, I'd love to for that to be the case, but no, I think I one of the most unlikable people I've ever met in my life. No, I, I totally hear that, man. I mean, I, I've, I've heard n- numerous people that I've talked to and been around them, they, they said the same thing, so I... Uh, yeah, unless you're, unless you're there kissing his ass as a fan... And okay, you know what I mean? But, but anybody that tells, that tells you all, oh, he's a nice guy, I met him, what, what, you were kissing his ass? Do you want a picture with him? Right. If you're right kissing now. his ass, he, you're making him feel like a king. If you're not making him feel like he's better than you, he has no use for you. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't have patience for people like that. You know what I mean? I'm too old for that shit. I'm not in high school anymore. 1,000, well, you never were, uh, actually went to high school, but 1,000%, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, totally hear you. And people always say, man, Paulie, honestly, people that I know that know you, they say nothing but the best things. So, you know. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, you, you, you're a good dude, man. Well, if you're ever in LA, I, I'm a uh, comedian. Uh, you got to come to a comedy show. Uh, awesome. I'd, I'd be honored to have you in the crowd. And uh, and thanks for the time, man. Thanks so much for the time. Awesome. My uh, pleasure, man. Keep up Take the good. Easy, all right? Take care, keep man. Awesome. Bye bye. Well, listen, people, that was our interview with Polly Malignaggi. Uh, thank you, Polly, for coming to, on the show. That was that was pretty damn awesome that you came. Uh, you're a good dude, Polly. Uh, and, uh, I can't wait for this fight. I don't know who I want to win. Uh, I want McGregor to win because that would be cool. And I'm an MMA fan more than a boxing fan, but I'm also a Mayweather fan. Um, you know, aside from some of the nonsense he's done. and uh, It's hard to root for either of these guys, to be honest. Uh, I'm rooting for Pauly. If, if, if Pauly fights <laughs> Mayweather, I think I'm rooting for Pauly. Yeah, I'm rooting for Paul. I don't think. Uh, he's a good dude. He came on the podcast. So you come on my podcast, I will automatically root for you. Unless you're fighting someone else to came on the podcast, in which case, I'll still root for you. Anyway, this week, uh, guys, uh, check out my man, David Michaud. He's fighting, um, who's he fighting? He's fighting on Access TV. Um, and if you want to see me, I will be at the uh, Ha Ha Cafe this Friday night. Uh, and this Monday night, coming up Monday, as well as a dime bar every Monday and Tuesday. Last Monday, we had Russell Peters show up. How cool was that? Uh, and then I'm going to China. I'm, on, I'm in China next week, starting on Thursday, doing the Shanghai Comedy Club. I'm in Beijing. When I come back, I'm in Linwood, Washington, at the Cliffhanger Sports Bar and Restaurant. That's September 6th. September 7th, I'm at the Angel of the Winds Casino. I'm in Washington uh, at the Warehouse, September 8th, September 9th at Club Crow in Kashmir. And I'm in Cedar Rapids, uh, September 15th and 16th, as well as Dubuque, Iowa, Diamond Joe Casino, September 13th. Uh, and then uh, I got other stuff coming up. I'm in Springfield, Missouri, September 29th and 30th at the Blue Room Comedy Club, Lake Havasu, uh, October 4th at Pennington's Pub, at Laughlin, uh, October 6th at the Edgewater Casino. Uh, and then, uh, then it goes on. The New Year's Eve, uh, that week I'm in Vegas at the Stratosphere. You can check me out at adamhunter.com. Buy an MMA Rose t-shirt, support adamhunter.com. You can pick up your MMA Rose t-shirt and uh, uh, you'll, you'll feel better about your life because it's an awesome t-shirt. So thanks again to Paulie. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great week. Take care.